0: hello everyone welcome to the lay film breakdown where we talk about television series that we've been currently watching and this is episode seven of the oa part one chapter seven empire of light and i am your co-host richie
1: and i'm patrick
0: hello patrick welcome back again thank you for being my co-host Yet again we are nearing the end of the series. This is the second to last episode. And yeah, we we are teeing up for um yeah, such a, an emotional finale, I feel. Um cuz this was such an emotional episode. At least for me.
1: <laughs> I I yeah, I felt emotions. I'm not like a I'm not a monster. <laughs> but uh with your how emotional you've gotten in our brief little talk in this episode ready i uh I am ready for episode eight, the final one to bring everything home hopefully uh or just uh you know be emotional i i I'm invested in the characters I care a lot about some. And uh, even the ones I don't directly care I <laughs> <laughs> don't care. Like there's uh Some are more important than others. Yeah. And even like I'm trying to think, like, what characters do I not care about? It's like, oh, those are characters that are like not reoccurring. <laughs> they're just they're there for the other characters like. uh, Like French is I care about his brothers, I care about his mom. But I'm like, ah, like I don't think we're going to get the resolution, but maybe we will. I care mostly about French. Yes, I care about Steve, uh, his parents' relationship. Uh, maybe not as much, but it'd be nice if that could be amended. And same with, yeah, it's just about every character. Like the book lady, I don't care about her. I hope she's worse off even.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh, oh uh, you're talking about the uh, journalist, right? The one he was yeah. trying to get away story, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was trying to think about characters I don't care about. So yeah, she, I don't care about her. Was, oh yeah, she hasn't been in anything <laughs> except for that one episode scene. The principal don't care. Uh
0: Principal Gilchrist.
1: Yeah. I yeah, I'm rooting against him, if anything. And the same with the scholarship people. Uh but yeah, Jesse's kinda on the wing. I hope things are good for him. But I'm um, mm-hmm. I care a little more about Steve and Buck and French than uh, Jesse.
0: Yeah. Um there's definitely a specific focus on some of the characters more than others. Um, and yeah, maybe we'll get more of that in episode eight or in the future. And um, yeah, we open up this episode with the portrait of the Cresswood yeah. five, the five of I, them.
1: I love that. I, I, just, I, I, uh, I watched, I got off work as another, like another 2am viewing of this episode. But yeah, I remember I got home and I, uh, yeah, the intro started and I was like, I don't know what it was. I was like, oh, it looks like the, I was like, it looks like the five friends. It looks like BBA, Steve, it looks like all of them. Mm-hmm. And then like, they went away and I was like, what are you saying? <laughs> I don't know what it was. Like my brain didn't register because it's not like a photo. It's like drawings, I want to say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a, yeah, it's definitely a drawing, a portrait. Yes.
1: Yeah, I was just sharing. I had like a, I don't know if I was tired, but I had like a little five second thing where my brain didn't connect the dots and I had to rewind and go back and like, oh, yeah, that's everyone. Mm-hmm. I love the intro. Very powerful.
0: Yes. Yeah. If you can say one thing about the show, it's that the intros are always fantastic, incredibly well done and well shot.
2: Um, yeah, we open up with of- that.
0: Yes, and then along with Owe having her premonition about mm-hmm. uh, what may or may not happen. Um, she's seeing things. We hear a gunshot, and she wakes up, and she's sobbing. And Abel um, hears her cries. He you know, takes out the gun, and he checks up on her. And we have a little intimate moment between the two where... Uh, OA asks Abel if he is mad at her because of her running away. And I thought that was such a touching moment.
2: Um, and then he replies to her that
0: he forgot about the note, which we'll, I guess we'll talk about more later, right? About this note. And then we get this incredibly like stunning transition from Abel's face that like dissolves uh, yeah. into the bird's eye view
1: nice little match cut through what they're going for
0: yeah where we uh yeah slowly uh zoom in on raheem and o a having their uh therapy session
1: that's good yeah i i i yeah i forgot to mention that but yeah i did i i vehemently remember that transition i'm like oh okay they're getting stylish which is uh
2: it's very fresh to see
1: like because uh, i I'm trying to think about the the style of the show,
2: mhm,
1: like yeah. sometimes like uh, what's the word? I'm trying to think of the word it's cinematic, but sparingly i' trying I'm trying to think of how to phrase this, mhm, like you know, there's like it's it's not too flashy i would say there
0: are moments where it's yeah like you say it's very stylish and cinematic especially in that transition alone right
1: yeah it's yeah it feels conventional for a certain like a a good amount of time but then it'll break out you know like a it'll break out the stylized stuff which is <laughs> it, it's it serves it to its better purpose mm-hmm. like uh, it makes the stylized it, yeah it's not like a It's not completely flat, like a Hallmark or like a a sitcom or TV drama where it's very orthodox and it's not fully experimental, like constantly overdoing it just for the sake of like creating artistic merit of like, look, we're, you know, we're trying to be artsy here. Like, oh, it's (laughs) it's pulling its punches. And then, uh, yeah, it's saving stuff for like that transition where it's like, I don't fully comprehend the direct messaging it's trying mm-hmm. to communicate
2: it made me think of uh what's the uh oh
1: man what's the the mussolini fascist architecture
2: mm.
1: it gave me a bit of that vibe not this not the <clears throat> german one but the italian like the i'm not sure if you've seen it but like the face like Mussolini's face is on like the, the embassy stuff like that, where it's like very jarring and maybe it's just because it's a face and then a cut to architecture made me think of that. Hmm. But yeah, give me that vibe. But yeah, it's just the fact that a little transition can make me think of that in the middle of the show. So yeah, they're, they're, they're using <laughs> expression to elicit responses. I'm not just sitting there turning my brain off.
0: Right. So she considering like, uh, how many emotional beats we hit on in this uh, episode alone? Um, I thought that that was such a well complemented transition. Like just just from that to OA talking to Raheem, in which uh, we get uh, we get this conversation about how she feels something is terrible is going to happen, right? Um, because we literally just had her go through this crazy um, premonition, this uh, nightmarish uh, vision. And Raheem tells her that uh, maybe, you know, her mind is picking up all these cues and uh, she's using these dreams to process her experience. And
2: um, yeah, I thought that was such a...
0: I really love Rez Ahmed in this role. I like how he gives such a calming and assisting presence. There's nothing about him that uh, comes off um, malicious or evil. At least we hope so, right? At this point, we're in episode seven and there's really nothing to say yeah, that he's going to like turn on her or something, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, it'd be a, it'd be a, I don't know where it was, I'd feel. He is, although he is part of the, part of the Bureau. Yeah. Part of the, one of the agencies.
0: Yeah. Because from what he explains later, when um, Nancy and Abel uh, come to meet up with them, he says, Hey, you know, I, I am just someone who listens. You know, he's just a counselor. He's just there to um, support away
2: yeah. and OA. i really yeah you're saying is yeah he's like an emotional what's the word
1: counselor trauma counselor
2: mm-hmm.
1: he's not even there grilling her about i think he does that at one point but he's not there too much uh, once he builds a repertoire he's not uh just trying to you know like a, a griller for the answers yeah, I'll just listen. I'll yeah, help you... He's
0: not an interrogator by any means. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, I'm sure just... like part of his job is to sit there and like listen for when she's ready to share who her captor was and where everything happened.
0: <laughs> then he speaks into his little tiny microphone, like, we got him.
1: Or he just like, oh, we got to like, we got to like arrest this guy. <laughs> <laughs> we got the name. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he works for us? Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll never know then. <laughs> and um
0: and i did tell you about this post uh, a little bit beforehand pat um about this reddit post called i stumbled upon a dead language and the only reason why i brought it up or it felt like it had any relevancy because it is about some sort of experiment um with the child who is similarly picking up these cues um that seem to have Little to no relevance to the experiment. However, in the end of this uh, whole thing, uh, come to find out that some of the answers that this child named Logan provided uh, did have more relevance. And it was actually strangely weird to read. Uh, I stumbled upon it a few days ago I might link it if anyone is interested. Um, yeah, it's about how this kid uses uh, these words that might come off as gibberish. They come off um, well. Um, they came off made up, and the conductor of the experiment started doing some research, only to find out how um, strange uh yeah it's just strangely relevant somehow to these pictures and um it almost felt like the kid had some sort of premonition or vision himself and um yeah definitely give it a read um if you're very interested i might even now yeah, post a link later but um <clears throat> yeah it's It's so long. It's hard for me to explain, but yeah, pretty much he's using like these random words and somehow he's able to predict something, uh, without having much context of these photos, you know, it's a sleeping homeless man. And he's somehow able to predict, um, death with that man because he had died, uh, a few days prior and they took the picture of him like a couple of weeks before. And he used a word that was somehow indicating death. So, uh, yeah, that was, really, um, that was really freaky to read. <laughs> um, anyway, a little tidbit I want to provide, Patrick, is that when, um, when O.A. and Raheem and Nancy and Abel are in that room, in that, I guess, that little uh, section,
2: yeah. we'll hold uh,
0: on. There is some braille on the wall that reads Mm -hmm. Rachel. So, uh, yeah, a little trivia for you. It just says Rachel on the wall behind them. Okay, Rachel, 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 Rachel. Yes, and Rachel is one of the haptives uh, who can sing. Jesus.
2: Yeah. So, yeah,
0: that may not have any relevance to you now, Patrick, but uh, maybe we'll talk more about it later because I don't want to tell you why or what theories. Well, I guess there is a theory on it, but I don't want to <laughs> impose that on you.
1: Some, yeah, some unexplained stuff. Yes.
0: Yeah, I like that the show just doesn't explain anything to you, <laughs> it just shows you. It shows and does not tell, which is, I think, uh, great for people that want to create their own theories and want to scour the internet for answers.
1: Injects a little mysticism. The whole yes. show's about that.
0: Mm-hmm. It is it mysticism? Is it about creating magic in your own life?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah I, I re I rewatched the uh, homework. The Homer's uh, NDE experience clip. Oh yeah, what did you? Did you get any pick up anything new? Uh, yeah. Uh, where the fuck did that happen?
0: <laughs> In some sort of facility, I think.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want my answer is no, no. I, I I was like maybe it was the hotel because there's kind of a similar feel, but then rewatching that scene. <laughs> It was not a hotel. Mm-hmm. It has definite, yeah, asylum facility vibes. And yeah. now the Rachel, the Rachel's name was on the wall at the bureau. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm getting on my MK Ultra conspiracy stuff. <laughs> my, my astral projection security force stuff. <laughs> but no, yeah, I. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and not think too much about the Rachel.
0: <laughs> right. I mean, what about the arm? What the hell was up with that?
1: Yeah, and the spider?
0: Mm-hmm. It's like a,
1: yeah. I think he tried to eat the spider. Yeah, what's the spider? What's the spider represent? I know, <laughs> the, I know the serpent's mysticism. I know some Joseph Campbell. I'm trying to remember the spider. <laughs> What is the spider, the instrument of
2: the serpent's immortality?
0: Uh, what's the spider? I don't know. Even poison. I forgot what spiders mean. Don't they have some sort of symbolism in dreams that is explained by? Um, I don't remember. I know that snakes are like the like phallic, or I guess the uh, jealousy of like the. Um, penis envy or something
1: maybe that that sounds like some freud stuff
2: right oh yeah I'm on, right
1: <laughs> i'm on that young i'm on that carl young stuff <laughs> even though i don't know a lot i know the only thing i know about young is the ocean stuff and water mm-hmm. i don't know much about the uh the archetype of the spider Or the naked arm reaching up in the ceiling at you. (laughs) I'll have to reread that. Or the people yelling like, hey, get him. What are you doing?
0: (laughs) I think it'd be I think it'd be much more um comforting if he was like wearing a shirt or like a sleeve or a a glove.
1: (laughs) 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 A glove. It's clearly Homer's arm too. You think so? Oh yeah, it's that hairy that hairy arm. Damn, he didn't shave. No, he didn't shave for that shot.
0: <laughs> um But yeah, it's, anyway. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh yeah. My vibe with this whole episode was uh I'm I'm taking a step back a little bit and I'm I'm just enjoying the characters, I'm enjoying the emotions and I'm uh I'm gonna wait until episode eight before I start putting on my tinfoil hat again. I got burnt <laughs> out in episode six.
0: Yeah. Even though it was quite the uh, brief episode, too. It's kind of crazy.
1: Yeah. A lot of doors opened.
0: Yes, a lot of doors opened. And in this episode, they kept them open. In which uh, we get Raheem suggesting um, Nancy and Abel and O.A. to do something together. You know, um, hopefully to get them to bond after this sort of experience. And... I, we get this, this such a nice scene where as uh, as he leaves, OA turns to look back at him and she gives a smile because he calls her OA. He says, uh, I'll talk to you later, OA, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I think she felt accepted in that moment. And yeah, I really love that. And what precedes the scene is Steve and his crush in the lab. She shows him a little project that she 's doing. She shows him how um perverse she is <laughs> and that uh, um, you know she's uh, as much of a prankster as he is, or she's very much um unconventional herself and yeah, Steve is um courting her, and he's super I like happy.
1: The- hmm? I-, I really like the the first little intro, not intro, but the little like a uh, little body moment before the perverse humor <laughs> bond. <laughs> I like the body moment where she's like, she's like maybe editing the code of the learning program to get it to like jump together words for a joke. Right. Yeah. She's like, oh, I'm doing this with computers. And like, oh, a lot of, you know, she's like, oh, like they're like considered they're both considered like um, miscreants, troublemakers to be sent to the class where they're just kind of out of the way and not kind of cause problems. Right. They, but they bond over their ideas of how to, you know, make it and what the way things are. Like Steve's, Steve's in good shape and he's like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, I'll try to train people. Right. And Must be like, a YouTuber, oh. a celebrity oh, yeah. trainer. Parkour, or yeah, something to do with like keeping people in shape. And she remarks, like, oh, you know, like people want to look good naked. Like, that's like a, yeah, people are vain and they're going to want that. They're going to want someone to, you know, give them the discipline they lack. That's what a personal trainer essentially is. Yes. So, yeah, it makes sense that, like, oh, yeah, people are going to be vain. They're going to be willing to pay someone to have the discipline they lack to make themselves you know look good naked and she's like oh computers those those are almost everything now and yeah they bond over that of like feeling less doomed about their future
2: Mm -hmm.
1: it really resonated with me
0: right and and then they also uh share like a funny moment you know and they she makes a reference to uh carrie about like are you gonna pour pig's blood on me it's a very very cheesy corny moment but um you know i i I accepted it because it really felt like how i was back in high school you know um full of i don't know about you but i was i was super cheesy and corny back then and a lot of it was done through you know messaging and aim i don't know if you ever used aim a-i-a-i-m but um yeah that's how
2: i grew up (laughs) No, it's, that's hey, it's, uh, the
1: desire if it's corny, it doesn't matter if it's corny. <laughs> if, if you guys both enjoy it, it doesn't matter if it's corny. Cause the, yeah, the corniness is just the, it's like the small talk before real intimacy, I think.
0: That's a good way of putting it, you know? Yeah. Uh, Cause yeah, uh, yours truly as was always super corny growing up as a teenager. Because I grew up on a lot of like, you know, romance, romantic comedies and films. And that was my only way of like connecting and being able to talk to people. <laughs> so um, I was very prone to uh, moments like that. the Moments between Steve and, uh, and Kathy. So what precedes... Uh, this scene is that uh steve catches up with the group because they are headed to the abandoned house to practice uh the movements and we get more camaraderie between them you know we get buck sharing yeah
1: yeah that's probably the highlight of this episode for me i really enjoyed that little uh we're back in modern time we're back with the school gang the high school gang uh, they've completely won me over from the first episode. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I love the camaraderie feeling. Uh, I love Buck's little uh, line. Like yeah, Steve's like running the ketchup. You, I assume it's because he's like hanging out with that new girl. He's all energetic and happy or it's just like eh, whatever. He's just happy. He could have been sitting in sitting in the whatever sitting in an empty classroom just being pumped up about the new connection he's made. So it's, yeah. His happiness running, and he's all oh, wait up, guys. And then, yeah, Book turns and says, like, the simple, like, oh, what's up, Steve? <laughs> just, the, yeah, it's just a little, it sent me back to like childhood stuff of like, yeah, you, when you talk to friends about like, we're gonna ride bikes, we're gonna meet at the elementary school after school, and you show up late, and then one of your friends, oh, what's up? What's up, man? What's up? It's just, yeah, a right. nice little genuine moment, even though. Uh, French is a little off. Just a great little uh, comrade, yeah, comrade moment. And even then, when you're kids, there'd be little tensions because you're all dumb kids. You'd have little rivalries or <laughs> little resentments, and yeah, you'd be like walking quietly with the group, like huh, pouting. So, yeah, it's just a great <laughs> little. It captures such an authentic moment, and it communicates. Uh, a lot about the characters and their connections that we don't need spelled out for us.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that, Patrick. because um, I do recall in an interview that Zal and Britt did some research um, on these sort of kids. They were really interested in in the kids that um you know, were in the back of the classrooms, kids that you know were um really participating or you know just basically kids like these the ones that just stood out the most and um i think they really portrayed it in in such an authentic way in which like you said they don't spell it out for us but we we do see the angst you know we do see the the bond and the and the friendships forming before our eyes and um yeah and it's in this in this scene alone really um Provided that for us, um, which I think rivals the camaraderie and uh, the kids and Stranger Things, but you know,
1: yeah, feels more. Yeah. This feels this feels more earned. This feels more uh, <laughs> just for the sheer, just for the sheer uh, diversity present for BBA's inclusion alone.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like yeah, like she's a she's a teacher. She doesn't belong hanging out with the crew. But you know, she's uh she's alienated, she's uh isolated, she's alone before meeting the group, and now she's you now she has a new feeling of camaraderie in her life. And uh Right. Yeah, it's a weird, yeah. It's nice as it's like a little like lowering of the uh the the uh, non existent implied boundaries about like I don't know any 20-year-olds who have like a 60-year-old friend who isn't like related to him or a friend of a relative. <laughs> right. I never met like a 60-year-old like golfing dude. And like, You're great, man. Let's hang out. Because there's like an implicit separation of generations where it's like, I can't hang out with that guy. I can't hang out with someone old. It's not cool. I don't want to look uncool. But yeah, it's... The show is more yeah. earned. It's completely believable. And yeah. the fact that it pushes those boundaries, like we're Stranger Things is just archetypes and references. There's like the, you know, the chubbier kid. There's uh the more like emaciated, was <laughs> it? There's the anemic oh. kid who goes missing right away in the first season. Yeah. He's like the most wimpy one, but he has like the, you know, his thing is he's going to have more courage. There's was the main kid who's like, uh, yeah. There's archetypes that they all fit into. That's like reflective of 80s movies. It's kind of like, oh, okay. It's kind of standard compared to this where I think this is earned just for the fact of, again, BBA's inclusion. I'm just shitting on Stranger Things. I'll take any chance (laughs) I get. (laughs) To to just knock that one off, huh? Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm right there with you. I I feel like these uh, and it is apples to oranges, you know? The show is trying something different, whereas when the other show is trying to stick to more towards the conventions that people are familiar with. Yeah. And, and the show is not trying to do that, which is great. Um, yeah. And we can...
1: It feels like the show's saying its own thing and regardless of societal norms or standards or direct things. like Yeah. It feels like, yeah. it feels like BBA's... Isolation and all the characters like experiences of loneliness is what unifies them, and it's just like a fun not fun, but it's like just uh it doesn't feel like they're meant to, like oh we're we're challenging the it feels more heartfelt you know yes
0: it feels like you were able to connect with that because um I think that's I think you're bringing up something that's a huge reason why I love this show so much is because like I I did feel lost for a long time, you know, before watching the show and at times, even after finishing it, um, I come back to it just so that I can, um, get that feeling again of connection of, of not feeling as lonely as I do sometimes, you know, cause we all feel that way at one point or another. And yeah, this show is about, you know, being on your own but you don't have to survive on your own it takes another person to lift you up for you to make it through right and um yeah and then yeah and then with that being said uh we do get into a scene between oa and bba after they've practiced some of the movements right we get Steve leading the charge. He is much more experienced. He's practiced the movements um, to the point where he uh, can choreograph them. And he's giving French some pointers. I like that scroll. scene. Yeah. Yes. Just... they uh, you know, the tension between them, the two has kind of, uh, kind of, uh, what's it called? It's kind of Still- a little bit downplayed.
1: It's still there. It feels like it's mostly coming off of French. Like a little bit of tension from Steve. Like a little bit of a hesitation. Yeah. yeah so he's like teaching little, him. Yeah, it was like a little resentment coming from French towards Steve. And Steve's like putting a little bit of a like distancing himself. Just a tiny bit. hmm can feel it. Yeah. So... We get that and then we have this
0: really nice conversation between OA and BBA in which she asks uh, about um, purgatory. She's warning if the NDE takes them to yeah, to purgatory and OA doesn't think so. And she talks about how, you know, the future is dark and it isn't dark in a bad way but it's just stark in a way that you just can't see it. And that, you know, living is just bringing a light to what you need in a day, which I thought was such a great quote. Um, I really love that scene. And um, yeah, I think we needed that moment between them too because they're both sort of mentors to these kids. And she's also helping BBA be this light, you know, be this light for these kids and we kind of get that later and a
1: pile away
0: yeah you babe ruth it
1: oh <laughs> easily he's the second the check came up and then the steve's conundrum was introduced right right okay i see the through line and then yeah she also drives by steve's situation i was like oh okay okay I, I just yes i didn't have it completely locked in but i was like okay this would be some form of bribery i didn't expect mm-hmm. that level of bribery i was like oh my god i'd, I'd throw up if i was Steve. <laughs> <laughs> i'd feel so horrible <clears throat>
0: yes yeah, yeah because uh, yeah we uh because we do have that scene in which steve gets home and he gets in trouble by his father because he finds out about the bullying that he's done and how he broke a um, poor student's throat. And then, you know, he gets beaten up and gets taken away, pretty much kidnapped by these two guys who are going to take him to Asheville, um, which okay, is Asheville. some sort of, a, yeah, alternative school, like a boot camp.
1: I had a gun. And, that was pretty alarming. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, um... Yeah, I didn't know that this was a real thing before. I don't know yes. that they do do this, but yeah, it happens in real life.
1: It's yeah, it's evil. Uh, it's a nice, it's a nice evil invention we have here. Same with uh, I think there's an. There's pro, there's definitely a conversion equivalent too.
2: Right, because it's a Christian. It's like a
0: religious boot camp, right? I, th- I don't oh, think from it's what explicit, I believe.
1: Is what's? Do we get the name? Is the name like a? Is like St. Peter's or Bartholomew's or anything.
0: I don't remember. I just remember them saying Asheville. I believe it's in Asheville, North Carolina.
1: I I could could be wrong. Because they do have just straight up like military type, like break them down, build them back up schools for, uh, yeah, if you can't raise a kid, you just send them there to remove your responsibility for how they turn out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which is, again, not a humane way to raise anyone. And I think it's it's referencing because it's a similar it's a similar type of horrible thing. But I think conversion camps are more those are the I think those are the more religious ones. Like this is more like a military one. Maybe there's a religious angle, but like when I think of the religious ones, I think of the conversions, the conversion schools and camps where you, you send your kid to have them be made straight and Christian hmm But this is more like just like a like Dr. Phil school <laughs> where they'd have a yeah, drill instructor come in and yell at a kid who's clearly not being raised correctly, like it's the kid's fault, and then threaten to the, send him away <laughs> to where the mm-hmm. guys. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's uh really tough, you know. It's a hard balance of like figuring out what is wrong. is it, you know, nature versus nurture, you know.
1: Um, I can say yeah, that's wrong. I think <laughs> Steve, I think the show is saying that's Steve. Steve has all the potential. hmm. Is the inherent potential anyone has to be a complete good person? I think that's always. That was why he could be redeeming.
2: Always. Yeah, he sure. could be.
1: Yeah. It's funny, there's like a social media. That's how he got in trouble. It was a little social media social media campaign or trending,
0: the Twitter, the subtweeting, yeah, that went around that uh, got him caught, so to speak.
1: So, yeah, Steve should have said, Dad, don't go on Twitter. Why are you going on Twitter, Dad? We need to send you to a camp. For your social Twitter, media
0: Twitter Twitter can be a horrible place. It's a very um, especially if you box yourself in there. And if that's where you get all your news and all your opinions, um, you're you're pretty much doomed <laughs> to um, to a life of uh, having blinders and not being able to break out and have peripherals, you know. Um, yeah, it's not a great place to just keep
2: yourself in all the time. That's for sure.
1: I just don't fit, but yeah, I've yeah,
0: <laughs> well I, hope, I certainly hope you didn't break anybody's throat in high school Patrick
1: oh no that was the <laughs> worst I didn't do anything
0: I was a good kid yeah um, I was a good kid too I actually never got detention my whole life oh,
1: I got, I got detention
0: oh man I, I dreaded I dreaded even the word detention I'm like I never wanted that to happen to me but um I think if I can go back, I wouldn't care
1: anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, if I can go back, I would. So that's the, the curse of. <laughs> living really? yeah. Oh man.
0: Damn. I'm trying to live life on the edge now. No. Um, But yeah, so we, we get this restaurant scene and, uh, which Nancy and Abel take away to, And French is working there. Yeah. Which is, And, uh, yeah, we get this young girl, probably a teenager or a young adult who, um, gleams over at the OA and yeah, we get this really nice long shot behind OA's, um, head when she, when she walks in there. And I just love that. I love that shot so much because you're, you're able to just pay attention to her surroundings. And yeah, Yeah, we get the girl who looks at her briefly and she walks away and then she,
1: it's like designed for you to notice that because like, it stands out so much that that yeah the girl notices so hard mm-hmm. she like almost flees <laughs> and then later comes back.
0: Yes, she reemerges to take uh, these photos of herself and OA, in which she did not consent to. But you know, uh, OA is pretty um, surprised. She's taken aback by by the whole situation. She doesn't really know how to. Um, handle it. And Nancy gets extremely upset and she wants someone to do something about it. She's, you know, because the girl says, or she makes an assumption based on what she's read online about how she was beaten and raped, which is a, a terrible, terrible lie. And Nancy, yeah, she just goes off, right? She saying how like you aren't you going to do something about it or like you you know like how can how can you let people like think that or like you know you want people to just think that about you and um yeah it was
2: such a heartbreaking scene and it's a rough one she's yeah uh, she's clearly going through like her trauma of uh
1: what happened to OA it's a great it's a great little uh again non-directly but it's like exploring the theme of uh not survivor's guilt but uh the trauma of of, uh
0: like secondhand trauma
1: yeah it reminds me of uh, that film uh with the same actor uh mass yes yeah it's a great little exploration of the trauma experienced by uh, someone not directly involved in the traumatic event or happening, but someone's like, like a loved one was uh, a victim of a traumatic event and like the, Mm -hmm. the the trauma that, yeah. Or yeah, the trauma that arises around that. And uh, it's really impactful with Nancy where it's, you can almost read it as like the most tragic thing of like DOA's return is like re, re re eliciting that trauma. It's like making it all resurface.
0: Yes, it's just uh, opening the wounds
1: yeah, again. Her child, yeah, her child's back in her life and alive and well, and just returned to the family. But there's like a there's like a PTSD type trauma resurfacing because of that great occurrence. That uh mm-hmm. yeah, that great thing that's happened. And it's like yeah, it's kind of a it's like a curse. So yeah. yeah so-
0: it was- Seven long years, right? And who, you know, who you knows? She probably thought the worst that had happened, you know. I mean, she thought she, maybe she died. She burnt through her
1: savings. Um, we learned to cope somehow. And now that that coping factor is removed with, again, the child's return, which is a great thing. But it's like a tragic, it's such a deep It's a great, it's a great exploration. And yeah, it's heartbreaking mm-hmm. to scene how she's clearly like, not in the right place she's reliving the trauma of like you know thinking of the worst when the oa probably first vanished as well as thinking of the worst now that she's returned and hasn't learned the whole story she's just sitting there and it's thinking of the absolute worst things that could happen
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's, yeah, it's yeah deeply upset in-
0: incredible uh, performance from uh, scott wilson and alice uh, Krieg. Mm-hmm. uh I think that her performance is so understated. I think that it's, you know, very deserving. Definitely Emmy. I feel like it's Emmy, um, Emmy level performance from her. Just from that scene alone, because we didn't really get much of her in the middle of this, uh, of this season. Yeah, we get her in the first couple episodes or so, and then you know she's been kind of faded into the background up until this episode, which was like her breakout. Again, and it's so good. Like I thought she was so incredible in this scene that I, I started to well up because it was so hard hard to see that from her, you know. She she was upset at people's assumptions, you know. She's saying like they think that they know everything and they don't. And then she starts to ask um away about her scars. She said, What about these scars? You know, why do you smell differently and such and oh, such?
1: Yeah, brutal. <laughs> so brutal.
0: And yeah, she said, who did that to you? And then OA responds, I did. And then she says, you know, they are two notations of the five movements to open another dimension. And I know this because I'm the original angel. Which was a stunner of a response. And then, yeah, Nancy just in shock, just smacks her across the face. Yeah, and that, that made me really upset. I was like tearing up because I'm like, man, just watching the scene again for like the maybe the seventh or eighth time, and it just gets more and more emotional for me every time I watch it. Um, yeah, what was
1: what was your reaction to this, uh, Patrick?
0: You, I think you told me you were kind of surprised yourself, right?
1: I had the I had the logical. I I had the logical first viewing like oh nancy this is all your this is like your internalized stuff now you're like you're uh, like this the the photo triggered the selfie and the posting of online is like re-triggered her like uh it's like i uh, made it all resurface where she's like she's like having like a small breakdown and then uh yeah it's just uh it's very upsetting some of the this- some of the stuff she says and she's like challenging the way or it's like oh like come on don't like stop lashing out it's your daughter <laughs> she's mm-hmm. like the the one that hurts so hard is the uh the smell like you smell different is that is that his smell on you still it's like oof
0: right oh my gosh
1: that's like a horrible thing to picture like when you recognize like a uh, a loved one's smell like oh they smell like this Mm-hmm. And you yeah, to think of that changing because of a trauma, and then like you notice the difference and how it must eat away at that person on the inside. Every time like they hug, like now I don't want to go back and think every time Nancy hugs away or is like in a close proximity, like like does she does she wrinkle her nose, that she smells something different, and she have like a, you know, is she like holding in her like thought of like oh my god. Why is it different? What happened? I'll never know. Or she's thinking of the worst. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's just like it's nightmarish. It's upsetting but it's kind of like she's like lashing out at the OA for that, which is out of her control. Yes. <laughs> she was the victim I was like, oh, like, come on, Nancy. Don't. Isn't a good look? But again, she's clearly going through it. But then, yeah, when OA spills the details about what the OA means, Uh I took it as uh Nancy just hearing it as like cult speak maybe or like she's yeah,
0: probably attention. thinking like are you effing kidding me
1: i think it was like <laughs> she was like yeah she was like being brainwashed by her captor and she's like right. still she's still brainwashed and she just like lashes out of like you like god damn you i you're, you're you run away from home you get kidnapped which isn't your fault but uh yeah there's all this you Know she's going through it, and then her daughter's like, Oh, I'm still brainwashed by the way, and she's just like, right. I'm gonna, like I'm gonna just lash out. <laughs> oh, and physically. also, with,
0: with the context that, like, um, OA hasn't even really spilled any details, yeah, about what happened, really. She she just never told Nancy and Abel like anything, yeah. Um, and she's been patient with her up, up to that point, you know, since that first episode when she came back. You know, she says, hey, I'm here for you. You know, you can talk to me. And yeah, every time, every time she, she just shuts her down, right? And yeah, she gets saved by, uh, by French Alfonso, who was working. And I love that, that he came in there and just took her away, <laughs> away. And um, yeah, they go back to the abandoned house.
1: He says it too. It was a great little, do you want to get out of here away? And she's like, yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, because everyone has accepted her, right? Or almost everybody's accepted her. And um, yeah, they go back to the house in which he uh, recaps, you know, some part of her story. You know, he's just uh, recalling everything that she's told him so far. And how uh, he's just kind of puzzled. At OA, for her never talking about Nancy and Abel, About her parents,
1: a little bit of jealousy in him towards her adoptive parents.
0: Oh, I never noticed that. You think that he has some sort of resentment?
1: I think it's resentment. It's just, uh, I think it's just like his character's perspective of like they they clearly care a great deal about her, and her story has been like treating them like a stepping stone which Steve later lashes out at or it's like, oh, yeah, you're you're he's like we get you're on a higher purpose or a higher mission or you're on a mission that supersedes these other things but uh like it doesn't feel good <laughs> it doesn't feel good to be you know like a yeah like a, a stepping stone in people's lives which we all are to other mm-hmm. people at some point or another We're like a you know first friend, first boyfriend, first uh, lifelong enemy. We're stepping (laughs) stones for people. I'm sure. I'm sure we all think of you know moments of that. Right. So yeah, but it's you know if you but when you think of your your self psychology, you as who you view yourself as, it's always more inflated than that passing version of yourself that probably passes through people's lives. And yeah, I can see French like resenting and I, not like even like vehemently resenting, just kind of like from an envious position. You're like, oh, why don't you, you know, like they're a big part of your life. I kind of wish I had more of a figures like them in my life. Like Right. Yeah. It's just like, he's trying to get answers because and, and her, he
0: be, yes. And her yeah. response is like, well, they medicated me my whole life. You know, they put me through the ringer basically. and. Um, you know, so she is kind of a bit blindsided because yes,
2: they, they saved her. Well, right? yeah. yeah,
0: they absolutely meant well, and it's not like they. You know they they just didn't know, truly know what she went through, right? Okay. And um, seeing that uh, you know, from the first like what couple episodes when we do get her origin story, um. You know, just like from when they were taking the family portrait, you know, of her as a child. And we get the photographer saying like, oh, wow, you know, we don't really get, we don't often get kids or uh, grandkids taking pictures with their grandparents. And then they say, oh, no, we're her parents, you know. Uh, So it is a bit unconventional, you know. Their, um, Their age gap is very similar to the age gap that i have with my grandparents and my grandparents took care of me like pretty much most of my life as opposed to my actual parents so um yeah it was really really upsetting for me (laughs) that that uh yeah just experiencing that um just because you know yeah because there are times where i do feel a bit of resentment because you know i can't communicate with my parents as well, as, as well as like, I can't really communicate, um, with my grandparents, you know, there's a bit of a language barrier and just like, just that gap that I feel like we have and yeah, I, um, Car- really, I, I empathized for sure.
1: Oh yeah. I think away she definitely has a gap with Nancy and really again, her father and the impact he clearly had on her and like her growth. Where I guess you could kind of you can interpret Nancy Nabels like they rescued her from uh, not a good situation, but like yeah, there was no like transcendental.
2: Do I don't think of the word. There's no like. Uh, so yeah,
1: it still feels not fair at the same time. But yeah, it feels like uh yeah, she,
0: she wasn't free to be herself, you know. She had to suppress her native tongue as well. Um, she couldn't like speak a, Russian anymore. <laughs> you know
1: she can play the violin (laughs) a good part of the show feels again like there's like a subtle critique of the uh the american family structure Mm -hmm. concepts like it shows like different you know the different angles like the oas is like a more conventionally like ideal one like you know the parents have nothing but love for prairie they uh you know they go out of their way to do stuff they even get her like they pursue medicating her because they genuinely believe something's off. But the yes. room, not the, but, the, but the show has room for like a mysticism, a mystical realm where like right. medicating that is not the correct answer in the grand scheme of like, you know, spirituality, becoming a full person, which again isn't like their fault, but it's like it feels like it's a critique of like, uh, especially in America, the opioid culture. I don't know. Big Pharma, all this stuff of like, you know, there's It's
0: like, hey, take this pill. And it, it's, it just cures everything.
1: Yeah. yeah. Are you feeling sad? It's not because your life isn't good. Because you're sad and like a lot of people's lives just aren't good because of how things are here. And
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, it's like uh, there's not. Yeah, Steve has it a lot. Again, the whole crew seems to have something that's isolating them. They're alone in a way they're feeling the need from com- for com- camaraderie. Yeah, a bit of tribalism, you know? A bit yeah. of a... tribal, a bond. Communal. Mm-hmm. Communal and not just tribalism. <laughs> tribalism.
0: <laughs> yeah, something that Hapa had mentioned in the previous episode that he was jealous of, right? Yes.
1: Yeah, I just yeah. feel like... Uh, yeah. They're not bad, but uh, again, it's like... You know, they're not a... Uh, they're not... They're not her uh, father. It was nothing yet. It was like a good archetype of like a strong father figure.
2: Yes, and um yeah,
0: and then we uh segue into the these sequence parrots. Yes, <laughs> these ferrets <laughs> yeah their their remedy is to just send them away, right? Their remedy yeah, they, is hey. Yeah. You need somebody you need a somebody else to mentor you or pretty much kick your ass. <laughs> kick your ass into being Jesse's a softer, kinder person.
1: Yeah, Jesse's parents were absent. VBA's <laughs> family's deceased. hmm And never reconciled with uh, Bucks. Oh yeah,
0: yes. I remember, yeah. Jesse lost one of his parents. Yeah. His mom. Yeah.
1: And his dad just left. So there's like yeah, it's a void there.
0: Yes, and Buck's father hasn't accepted him as Buck because he he always calls him uh, Michelle.
1: Mm -hmm. And has high expectations Mm -hmm. that she can't conform to.
0: Yeah, everyone's come from broken homes, right? Everyone's come from broken homes, and they, um, they recollect at this abandoned home in which they all leave their doors open. And they build; they essentially build their own
2: home through the story. Yeah. And
0: yeah, that's I I kind of like that through through Oa's trauma through her story. That's how they forged this bond. That's how they um kind of get away from their troubles. In a way, they're healing through that.
1: A little tangent. Yes, go for it. Have you watched more Evangelion?
0: I have not. I I am only still on episode, I believe the last episode was 15 or 16.
1: Okay, that's where it starts getting a higher concept. But yeah, there was a remake, the remake movies me and Kevin have been talking about.
0: Yes, the end of Evangelion?
1: Uh, uh, And the rebuilds? The rebuilds. It's like the movies after the 90s movie. It's like the more recent ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you love that bond stuff between people. That is that is massive in Evangelion. And that's why, again, I love Evangelion. I'm loving this show. Mm. I'm loving the bonds that we're seeing built. Especially, yeah, especially with the injections of critique of American culture and modern culture. It's very refreshing to yeah. It's very refreshing and uh yeah.
0: I'm going to take you up on that Patrick because uh yeah. I don't really have any other series that I've, I've finished. I mean, I've only finished Station 11 recently, but um you know, I I should do my due diligence, right? I just finished the, the final like six or seven episodes. At least you of the got, first season, right?
1: You got 10. But yeah, go at your own pace. I don't want you don't feel like it's a chore, but like uh you'll get that you'll get themes that this show is definitely touching on. Mm. It's different, but it's similar.
0: Yeah, I, I always felt like these two shows, uh, their themes cross over to one another in some way, uh, even though they're completely different, right?
1: Um, yeah. And I don't think Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. This one's like the things I love is the American critique, the technology critique, the, uh, you know, even like a, like implicit social interactions critique, like with BBA with uh, Buck and her relationship with her father or his relationship with his father, like that conflict that's not even directly addressed in the show, but it's exploring it. Where you know, I want I want nothing but the best for Buck and Steve and French, and it hurts to see the his father not do that. It's like, oh, this sucks. I'm able to directly empathize, even though I don't have that experience in my life the show is injecting a little bit of it in me and i can empathize with characters i'm (laughs) not familiar with and yeah this evangelion is the same thing there's a bit of an anti-war message more than anti-tech directly but yeah very similar bonds important uh open yourself up to others become a full person
0: yeah and i'm really happy that you've come down to that uh Patrick about the show because, uh, yeah, this is one of those, this is rarely ever happens to me. Right. But like, this is just one of those shows and I can't really say that another show has done this to me, but like, I just feel so not alone (laughs) watching it. I'm like, wow, this, these, these creators really get me, you know, they really make me feel like I have, I know these people Or that like, that I would love to be in touch with them, connect with them, right? And um, yeah, as well as the fandom. I mean, uh, I know we're on the seventh episode, but uh, I do want to express that up to this point, like even we've released a few episodes, that the fandom has been very, uh, I think the reception has been great. I think it's been very, very positive. And, um, it's caught me by surprise. Uh, I think it's caught the both of us by surprise, right i I never knew that uh I knew that the the fan base itself was very passionate, very open, but I didn't think it would get this far,
2: <laughs> so
1: and um, expect, yeah, to care enough about our little thing we do for fun on the side it's. <laughs> You know it makes it feel all a little more worth it even if it's just like again 20 people they're engaging yeah. and they're uh especially the comments it's great to see the other people's thoughts
0: right because we've, we've been doing this for two years now and i think this is the most interaction that we've ever gotten right up to this point yeah
1: and it's uh, like a friend texting us saying i'm gonna watch that movie right that was like the normal limit of like Kaylee reaching out.
0: Right. Just within our bubble. Yeah. But, uh, outside of our bubble, like I think that's, that's the most we've ever gotten. Right. And I'm just loving the, the interactions that we get from people. Um, especially if you guys have listened to us this far. Um, yeah, definitely like, I don't know, email us or send us more comments, message us. You guys can rate us too on iTunes. And there's a rating on Spotify that you can do spotify does ratings now so um i gave us a little five stars (laughs) but um i
1: I still want to say if you if you're listening right now still even (laughs) send emails before episode eight uh hopefully we'll put something in the next post so it's not episode seven which we'll release in probably four weeks from now of me saying this (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes, because we've we'll, done we've done our due diligence. We've done this way ahead of time. <laughs>
1: yeah. But yeah, so like hopefully you can just send emails about your just your thoughts on season one. Don't spoil it for season two, because I again I'll probably end up reading these. I don't want to get a I don't want my, you know, like spoilers for season two. Because I think we'll definitely have to get around to that in the in the future.
0: Yeah. Bombard us, you know, bombard Patrick. Tell him you must me. continue i love
1: arguing yes <laughs> tell me why i'm wrong uh, and then tell me why what your theories are
0: <laughs> yes without uh and try to do it without spoiling please because um
1: yeah you, only I mean, one spoilers. Yeah. yes or season one
0: spoilers. yes season one part one yes only do that um although i'm welcome uh my dms are open i'm welcome to talk to anybody right um, because I've already seen the first two parts, uh, except for Patrick, which is why we're doing this because I want to show everybody the show, right? So, um, yeah, get you know, maybe get Kevin and Tyler to join in with us, but um, anyway, yeah, let's yeah, let's kind of, yeah, wrap up, <laughs> yes, so let's wrap up. So, um, yeah, so we get the whole scene at the gas station with Steve, right? Easy he being taken away, and Steve bumps into BBA because she followed them. Yes she tells them or she tells Steve to um do this elaborate scheme in which uh he has to cry wolf pretty much and say the scene. yes, cause the scene, pretty much say that he's being molested and and which in his translation he's just gonna say, Hey, yeah, I got it, you know, these guys are touching my dick, whatever <laughs> and then, I just added, i just love his re- reaction to b b a you know she tries Correcting. to be more formal and frank about it, and he's just like, "Yeah, whatever, right?"
1: Yeah, I'm not stupid. I know people uh, touch each other's cocks for fun. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm saying they're, you know, it's like you said, they're molesting me. They're touching my cock.
0: Oh yes, yes, and then the, and then the line that's like so funny, like one of my favorite lines, where she's like, um, it's "Like it's you know, don't say it like it's your, it's a fantasy, Steve. Like you know, people are gay, Steven. And then he's like, he's I like, I, I, I know, I know people are gay. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. That's like, um, become a meme
1: now. <laughs> it's a little bit of like, she's, yeah, she's like, again, like uh, always been setting her up to be a, the secondary, uh, not maternal figure, but like, you know, leader figure, like a, a like a teacher. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know, she cracks him a little bit. Like, come on, Steve. <laughs> don't say it like that it doesn't it's not convincing you don't sound like a victim <laughs> 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 right
0: that was uh, yeah i love that scene so much it gives a bit of levity to the whole situation you know it's really intense and um so yeah we um he gets taken away uh, this pretty much the elaborate scheme did not work and yeah, so she- shouting it Yes, she ends up saying, you know what? Hey, um, don't run me over, but I have a cashier's check for $50,000, you know, because she originally was more sentimental about the piece of paper itself than, than the currency that she holds. And, you know, she wasn't really going to use the money for anything in particular except for, you know, household, um, new appliances,
2: maybe appliances. Yes.
0: So, yeah, she wasn't really going to, you know, use the check for anything, right? Other than, like, her household appliances or, like, you know, nothing nothing that, like, she needed to, like, clear any sort of debt.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, um, she doesn't have a pending surgery. I, I like that she doesn't get vain about it, too. Where she could, she, with that money, she could get, like, a cosmetic surgery to, like, fix the... I have a cousin who talked to me about it. The the neck, I forget the exact word for it, but that loose skin that hangs out under your neck as you oh, age.
0: Oh, yeah, because there was a previous episode, right, where she was, like, fiddling with it.
1: Yeah, like, there's a surgery that's straight up, like, like, they cut and took that in.
0: Wow, yeah. That's crazy. Like,
1: oh. Yeah, She's like, oh, I'd rather, like, you know, get appliances more. Yeah. She's not vain enough to, like, oh, I want, like, a... Right, you know, a, a facelift or this, that, or the other,
0: which I am most certainly against. Uh, by the way, I really don't, will never advocate for anything like that. But uh, you know, people will agree, disagree with me. So, that you know that like now that that topic has come up, <laughs> I'm very passionate about voicing out against those things to which people tell me to mind my own business. Which I will, I have opinions and I will express them.
1: <laughs> i'll get on my soapbox and say it's good that bba has grown as a person per- to just not care not not care but like not obsess right not take not, the
0: not give into like the western um norms of what it means to be beautiful i guess yeah. per se um,
1: oh yeah or yeah the commodification of the body You know, you gotta gotta invest to fix up your this, that or the other to make yeah, it's like why can't why can't she just look like the way she looks? She's a teacher. She doesn't Mm -hmm. need it doesn't matter.
0: The healing can come somewhere else, you know.
1: Yeah. She should want, yeah. And again, if she wants, you know, to find a a boyfriend or future husband, again, like wouldn't she want someone who uh loves her as a complete person that she is without the surgery. Right. Right when she wants someone to love her, you know, for who she is immediately with the current body. And then maybe they can discuss the surgery again. But again, that's kind of like a change for, yeah, not for the better. It's a change to conform to certain standards or beauty aspects that, again, if you love the person, you love the person. And if she's looking for love, she won't, she won't need a surgery to find it is the hope we all have. I hope. Yeah,
2: that's very very well stated. Um,
1: and then yeah, I, she, yeah, she gives up her internet TV check and or her refrigerator check, yeah, <laughs> or yeah, her her neck tuck check of fifty thousand to save Steve from uh, being from sent more tr-
0: potential trauma too in his life.
1: Oh yeah, he's. We were seeing in real time all his uh, growth being directly undercut <laughs> through his parents' bad decisions and uh, absence in his life. They're like, okay, just send him away to this guys, to these guys. Send him away with these guys who have a gun and uh, they're beating up on him. They'll they'll make him. I don't know what they'll make him. Something.
2: It's not a responsibility. And yeah
1: it's a it's a rough reality mm-hmm. Lord, Steve
0: yeah, and this this kind of causes a uh, a whirlwind of emotions through Steve because when they get back to the house, he's looking for o a and Jesse's already there, right? He's like you know he's uh he planted some lights, a lantern, Buck and yes, Buck is there, and um yeah, he's like frantically looking for o a and she comes through with French. And he's pissed at her. He's like extremely manic and upset. And he's saying how, you know, he's using them so that she can get back to her, you know, boyfriend and just leave. And...
1: So she's gonna leave. Yeah. Sad yes. stuff. His
2: little
0: kid. Yeah. hmm Yeah, he's, you know, 17, 18 years old. You know, he's still a kid. And she tries to console him. You know, she... uh, And I love the the subtle growth that she goes through because like she previously did not want to be touched, you know, and I think this was such an emotional moment, especially for me watching because like she is willing to embrace him and willing to let him touch her and they embrace. But he's extremely hesitant. He's like a, you know, a rabid, you know, like a rabid animal, you know, he just grabs the pencil. Mm-hmm. Takes it away from Jesse before he's able to grab it. And um yeah, he stabs her in the thigh, which is oh felt so painful. Such from the lid from that pencil. Um yeah, he stabs her, but she, you know, she holds on to him very tightly. And he he's just you know, he's as surprised as she is. And
1: great little he, Great little tragic, sad final lash out of like you know, the classic again back to other shows, but like, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, I'll hurt this person to, uh, or I'll hurt, I'll hurt this person or end the relationship to, you know, get ahead of the pain of them ending the relationship or leaving or losing that person, you know, like I'll be the one to end it. Like, my power is an ending it. And Steve's prone to violence where it's like, yeah, you know. He's lashing out in pure rage. He stabs away. He's like, oh, like this is, you know, she's going to hate this. She's going to hate me. It'll be ended. Like she Mm -hmm. won't. she wouldn't have left. She wouldn't have left us or left me. You know, I would have you know, I would have been the one to cause her to leave. I had the power. And then she's like, no, right. I'm still here. And he's like, that's when he's yeah, his final little like final little thing to Regress to back being isolated and alone, and always such a great character and altruistic. She's such an angel that she's like, Nope, let me caress you still. Right. Yeah.
0: You're right. Nope. Yeah. And-
1: Didn't even hurt. I don't even care. <laughs> Cry in my arms. This great little.
0: Yeah. yeah Britt Marling, my goodness, you know, <clears throat> as a performer, playing this character. Being a creator and writer of the series, like, wow, she is incredible. She's a triple threat. She does it all, right? And
2: She's yeah. a great
1: actress where she's lost in the character for me.
2: Absolutely.
1: That I actress is that character in my eyes currently.
0: Right. Especially considering, you know, if you hadn't really seen her previous work, she's been in, like, very small, low-budget films. She wasn't really a household name before doing this show, right? Um, you could argue, you know, there are bigger names, right? Alice Creek, you know, Scott Wilson, you know, Riz Ahmed, you know, before they, before they blew up or at least before Riz Ahmed blew up. Right. Um, yeah. and the fact that she can spearhead the series with her, um, collaborator, uh, Zabat Menglish, like she made a name for herself, which is incredible. And, um, yeah, I just need to throw some flowers, uh, towards Britt Marling because she is yeah, she is incredible. Like she's, I cannot give her more praise than I already have. Like she's wonderful in this role, and uh, yeah, very beautiful, as well. And um, yeah, uh, and then um, we get Steve asking her, uh, you know, how did you survive down there for so long? And she responds, um, I survived because I wasn't alone. And, you know, she lights the candle and she's wearing that incredible, like, jacket. I want her jacket. <laughs> um, she's like glowing, wearing it, and almost like an angel. And She says, tonight I will finish telling my story. Are you ready? And then we end with like a a glowing uh, cross or an X or something, you know? And yeah, that is the end of empire of light.
1: Empire of light. Great episode. Great, great intro. Great outro. I still think it's two circles or halos and they're just (laughs) intersecting horizontally to create an X or cross.
2: Mm -hmm. That's a good theory.
1: Hopefully we'll find out in episode eight. And yeah, I love the uh again back to the little. It's, uh again, it's never fully, fully explicit, but it's like that was like one of the closest things to me where it's getting it's getting explicit, and like, again like the the great part about a lot of the characters where he's like, oh, how did you survive and all that? And she's like, oh, I wasn't alone. You guys have had it harder, or you know, it's like it's harder to be alone, surrounded by mm-hmm. people. And surrounded by a close-knit of people, even when you're held against your will, is like a bit of the read. Right. She's saving them. She's reaching out. They're getting yeah. Great stuff. I really hope it all comes together in episode eight.
0: Yes. I hope you uh yeah. I hope you will like it, Patrick. Um can't wait to talk to you about it. It's wow, I can't believe we've gotten this far. So happy and so grateful that you've joined me on this. Journey and, um, yeah, it's, yeah, the show's really brought me to tears in this episode in particular. I welled up so much. And, um, yeah, I can I couldn't be more appreciative of, of you being here with me and, and the fact that like we've gotten such good reception. Just like, wow, you know, it makes going through this way more worth it than it, than it already has been. Right. And, um, that was bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <it's>
1: good.
0: <laughs> and yeah, I mean, you know, what? if you end up not liking the final episode, you know, I'm like I said, I'm just, I'm just glad that you got here this far, right? And you know, I, I just want to hear opinions, you know, I just want to hear everyone's thoughts, and um,
1: I think it'd be who harder. knows? I think it'd be harder for me not to like it at this point. I'm invested enough there. <laughs>
2: even if it's kind of like a
1: uh, even if it's, even if it's formulaic, which I almost guarantee it's not, based on uh, my read from how you've described the show, I mean, it shouldn't be formulaic. It'll still be a really really good show.
0: Yeah, I uh, hope so. Uh, I'm I'm just glad you're being really open to it, Patrick. Uh, believe me, I've read so many reactions. Um, I've gotten people. Quite a few people to watch the show. A couple of them loved it. Some of them were kind of on the fence even after finishing the first season. But, um, you know, I, 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 was, I felt like I was able to turn some people into uh, liking the show, especially when they got into season two. And um, yeah, I think you will dive more into the rabbit hole when we get there eventually. But for now, this is the end of episode Seven of our lay film breakdown. Again, I'm your co host, Richie, and here's my co host, Patrick, joining me. And um yeah, this is the end of Empire of Light. We'll see you next time. Mickey. What's okay. name My name's actually Mickey. Scalan.
1: Where are you going to follow me? I'm freaked. I'm fucking freaked. I know. Out of here.
0: Not if you listen to me closely, Stephen, okay? You're going to say you have to go to the bathroom. I put an out-of-order sign on it. Say you have to go bad and you have to go to the side of the road. I'll be nearby. You say that they're molesting you and you have to shout that no matter how embarrassing that sounds, okay, Stephen? Are you fucking insane? Just listen. You say that they're molesting you, then I'll back it up because I'm just an onlooker. No, just
1: Shit out of me in front of my own fucking parents
0: and they stood there like i'm some rabid dog i know steven i know i know do we get the plan yeah yeah i
1: say they're touching my dick and you come and get me
0: oh don't say it like that what why because it sounds like it's your fantasy and you're making it up A dude people are gay steven i know
1: people are gay
0: okay well we can't look like we know each other
1: Yo, what if it doesn't work steven Let's go. Yeah.